Hey, yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City. Big shout out to DJ City. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We have DJ Never here. Yo, what up, y'all? We have D Miles here. What's good? What's good? We have Jamie the Great. Yeah. And uh, we got some special guests over here um, spread out throughout the whole country. We got Cali, Vegas, and South Africa in the building. Uh, we have DJ MoMA, DJ Ross One, and Spider Tech. What's good, fellas? What's good? Yo, what what's up, good, what's up? man? What's good? What up, man? And yo, thanks so much for joining us uh, on this uh, this episode. I wanted to talk about what's going on, everything that's going on. MoMA, you're in South Africa right now. Uh, I know you're planning to come back to the States. Yeah. When, when are you coming back to the States? And honestly, I wanted to ask you, how is it witnessing everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter, how these con- you know, how the country is just reacting to to everything and how all these other continents are reacting to everything? How, is it, how does it feel to be not in the U.S. and witnessing all of this from afar? Well, you know, I kind of had like, I had cut out because I wanted to get away from COVID. Yeah. And, you know, and I just thought I, I, I did the, the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in a country that has maybe 30,000 cases at the most and has uh, much more strict uh, COVID rules and regulations in the U.S. Uh, but I missed out on like, you know, the uprising of a lifetime. You know? <laughs> I feel like an idiot and I kind of feel guilty that I'm not out there like supporting my people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I expressed that to a few people, but they said, bro, don't feel guilty because you're out there like pushing the cause 24-7 anyway. So that kind of brought a tear to my eye, but I was like... It's just, it's a beautiful thing to watch from here. And it's also beautiful to see the impact, you know, all over the world. Like you can say that the dominant culture in, in, on this planet, you know, outside, kind of, outside of like white imperialism is black American culture. You know, mm-hmm. it's the dominant culture of the world. Like hip hop is the one universal language. You know, we just all watched this Last Dance documentary. Michael Jordan, most famous athlete in the world. Yeah. It goes on and on. And I think for like the, the first time, the whole world, including the African diaspora, which has tended to kind of look down on African-American people, has kind of followed the lead of African-Americans and all the allies, you know, who came to the forefront with this protest, which, you know, let's be real. It's not a protest. It's not a riot. It's an uprising, you know, but they will never use that word because that word is usually reserved for, you know, dictatorial, authoritarian regimes, et cetera. And no one would ever qualify America as such. But the fact of the matter, it's not about the leader, even though right now we do have that kind of leader. It's about the system in place. You know what I'm saying? So it's a beautiful thing to witness, man. And uh, hopefully I can get back in the next week or two. Ross One, I know you, you've you been going to some protests, right? Yeah, we've gone to a few in California. We went to Santa Monica. We went to both the ones in Hollywood this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, the one this weekend was crazy. They had 20,000 people in, in like Hollywood, right? Madness. Crazy. It was, it was insane. I live probably about a mile from where it was popping off and around me it was just mayhem people just trying to find parking people on the streets and spider you're in vegas right yeah i feel like the protests here haven't been as prominent as the other cities over here um they just haven't been reporting on it you they know haven't, like right? nah not at all like there's there's been some uh going going down and like downtown vegas on the strip as well yeah. mm-hmm. um like like there's there's a bunch of shit going down over here um actually my wife just is is a part of like some some group that you know that does the planning and they found out that they're doing like some blue lives matter shit in response to everything that's been happening oh over really here. yeah <laughs> yeah it's supposed to happen this weekend 
So oh, that's you nuts. Know. That that could get actually pretty ugly. That huh? could get ugly, yeah, yeah for sure. Wait, what is I, what honestly, is blue, what is that? What is Blue Lives Matter? Blue Lives that's, is basically cops. So yeah. the blue line, but it's the blue lives. So they're trying to say like the cops' Cop. lives matter as much as whatever's going on right now. Uh, yeah, you know they're trying to compare black lives to occupational hazards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so so the media has been keeping it quiet. Uh, basically, to not interrupt tourism because Vegas has been reopened in the past. Right. Yeah. About they're trying weeks. not to. They're trying not to. Uh, I guess put it out on the news. I guess for for tourism, but I, I think it's honestly because a, a lot of the a lot of the residents here in, in Vegas have a, have a lot of racism. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. internal racism as far as um, minority groups out here. But there there is a lot of racism that goes. They they don't really talk about that here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're you're in the EDM world. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not in the EDM world. Nobody I don't, else. I, 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 I you know <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I don't know what's going on. But I've been seeing on Twitter that everyone's really kind of pissed off that no one in the EDM world has not been. You know <laughs> they haven't been saying anything. I don't know who's supposed yeah. to say anything. I don't know what they're supposed to do. I I don't know what's going on. Can you yeah. explain a little bit of what's going on? I know Diplo um, released like. You know, a country album in the midst of like of all of them. <laughs> in the midst of like the height of black uh, Black Lives Matter protests hitting the weekend. And yeah, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about that, just because like I don't, I, you know, what we we all kind of like we we all are have an association with Diplo. I like to give right. him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and I feel like maybe the release and the rollout for this album, it, you know, I don't know how difficult it is to push back a release to stop the marketing machine from going when it's in, when it's, you know, when it's ready to go. But yeah, a lot of people thought it was inappropriate for Diplo to release a country album, you know, on the, on the same weekend of uh, the BLM protests. Yeah. Two weeks ago. I'll say this. Okay. Oh, wow. Because, you know, while I understand the politics of how label rollouts work, there's the other side of the coin that uh, a friend of mine, his label, they had they had all everything ready for one of the tracks that was going to come out. They're going to do all the promo, going to do all the rollout shit that they do when it comes to that. But when all this stuff happened, my friend made a decision to say, "We're not going to promote this right now." You know, we know it's out. You know, but right now there's something bigger, bigger going on than than our label release happening. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to promote it. I'm not going to do this or that. And I respect him for that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, re- I really do respect him for that because it takes, it takes a big person to realize the gravity of what, of what's happening, yeah. you know, especially because he's not, he's, he's not, a, he's not a minority. He's not black. So, you know, that, that shows solidarity with what, you know, my, my people are trying to talk about. Right. Yeah. Are try, trying to bring attention to, I mean, we've been doing this shit for fucking years. So it's not like this is something brand new, Yeah. but you know, that shows a lot what, you know, he, 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 he understands the mm. weight of it. Then you have someone like Diplo, uh, you know, that's tone deaf. Is, to be honest, is tone deaf as fuck, you know, yeah. like he, he had, he has enough money, you know, he has, he has enough, backing to where mm-hmm. he didn't have to do any of that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's disappointing. I mean, I, I would, I would say, I mean, I don't know, man. You was know, it, was what, it coming off, um, coming out of his label, Mad Decent? Um, or was it like a major? Ma- 
I think he was coming out on through one of his deals with Sony or some shit okay. like that. But you know, still, you know, mm-hmm. leave, leave leave it up to the label to do that <laughs> if that's if that's the point. You know, if that's what you have going. But for me myself, man, I'm not gonna sit here and promote my shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not at all. I have something that's supposed to come out later this month and shit. Like, you think I I put out any promo for it? Fuck mm-hmm. no. Right. This is not yeah. the time for it. Right. Ross, Mo, you guys want to add anything? Is there? How do you guys feel about that? Listen, I don't know the exact timing of, of when it dropped. I always play, you know, devil's advocate. Or in, in this instance, Diplo's advocate. Maybe <laughs> it dropped at a time when George Floyd was, and don't take this the wrong way, maybe people just thought he was going to be another hashtag, right? Right. Yeah. Maybe that's when the album dropped, before people realized that this was going to be the largest civil rights movement of all time, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. 50 states, 20 to 30 countries. There's never been anything like it. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe once you, once you rea- realize the magnitude of that, you might have to dial it back. I think in his defense, I don't know if he promoted the album after the day it dropped, right? Mm, like yeah. he's, not on the, he's not on Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Right. Uh, not, th- not that they're doing that shit right now. Mm-hmm. So... Again, I, 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 I don't know Diplo. I don't know the ins and outs of how all this shit happened. Right. But I do know that prior to George Floyd, you know, Ahmad and Brianna, it was numerous hashtags and mm. yeah. remain hashtags. But this time it was different. And I think we all know why it was different. You know, yeah. the pandemic, it meant that nobody had shit else to do you know what i'm <laughs> yeah. saying nobody had to go to work not, nobody had to worry about being fired nobody had no uh, right exactly finals <laughs> distraction <laughs> on tv mm-hmm. you know and not to get like too deep or too philosophical but you know fuck it we got the time yeah i don't think american people in america have ever been inconvenienced mm. right exactly like we've uh we've been a war in other countries yeah for issues of imperialism that had nothing to do with our freedom or anything else. I think the biggest um, uh, inconvenience that we suffered in this country recently was 9-11, which was a tragedy. Mm -hmm. But the inconvenience that came from that was that we had to take our shoes off at the airport. And we had to take our laptops out of our bags. And we complained about that shit to this day, right? So that's the level of being spoiled that American people have. And and I think for the first time, American people felt like the way oppressed people feel mm-hmm. yeah. around the world, mm-hmm. which is also the same way that black people feel in America. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and it just came together. It was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. People had the time. They finally understood how we feel. And, um, and, and of course, the spark was that shocking, shocking video yeah. that everybody watched. You know, yeah. Yeah. it was just the, the lack of humanity in it. How how could you not understand yeah. what we go through? So I think yeah. all these things, you know, came together, and that's why these deaths were more than hashtags, and that's why we're in the midst of the movement of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, maybe maybe that's why that country album dropped on that day. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> uh, we didn't know; nobody knew. You know, the album dropped May 29th, Friday. And the bigger the ride started that Saturday Sunday was that, that week, yeah. was that Memorial Weekend? No, that was a weekend after week that. After, okay. And it was under Columbia. Mm. So we, he did know what was going on 
it, it yeah. was it was when just the, the beginning of it. Yeah, it was, yeah, was, it was right. just it the was beginning. Right. But because now there was a bunch of stuff happening on online, like to where it what it wasn't going unnoticed. It was like if if you were looking at what was happening on on Facebook, on on Twitter, yeah. on Instagram, a lot of that yeah. stuff you couldn't ignore it. Like mm-hmm. you know, it was to the point to where it was like, yo, shit's really really going down. Yeah, and then to what you were saying, Moma, like uh, I was actually going to ask you guys, you know. In this global pandemic, you know, there's no sports, there's no concerts, no vacations. The world is forced to sit down and actually watch what's really happening to black people in America, right? With like zero, zero dis- distractions, yeah. you know? It's almost like divine intervention, if anything, that's happening, that, that this was able to happen right now. And, and what we're also witnessing is we're also seeing all of these white protesters, we're actually seeing for the first time, like, white people getting fucked up by the police. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's kind of it's just, I've never seen white people get fucked up like this like like on this <laughs> level with the police. Same. Like I've never seen them just get like with blood dripping out of their ears kind of shit like getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah. It, In Buffalo. That needed to Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately that needed to happen so people understand the gravity of the situation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're literally fighting for human rights and they're getting their ass kicked. Like we've been getting our ass kicked forever for it. Mm-hmm. But now because, you know, you have Latinos standing with us, you have white people standing with us and they're getting their ass handed to them by the actual police that these people in their safe spaces are saying that, well, if you do what the police tell you to do, then, you know, none of this will happen. But they're literally pr- protesting peacefully and they're still getting their ass kicked and getting, you know, getting their eyes, you know, you know, shot damaged at and, you know, shot at, you yeah. know, they're getting like crazy, crazy wounds from supposed non-lethal uh, weapons and, and shit like that. And, you know, it's it's sad to say that shit like that had to happen for people to understand that there's something there's something un- unbelievable and there's something terrible that's just happening to people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a there was a tweet that I saw um where a guy was uh, a black man was asking his father, "When did you know it would really change? Like the civil rights movement? When would it? When would? When did you think you guys would see change?" And he said, "When they killed uh, Cheney Goodman and Schwerner in '64." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Why?" And his dad said, uh, "They thought they could kill white folks like they did black folks. No sir, no sir. That was their biggest mistake. You can't do that. Police messed up, mm-hmm. pretty much." Yeah, and I think. That resonated with me a lot because for the first time I met, you know, we're actually witnessing white people get yeah get knocked the fuck out and just like yeah. like white women too like yeah yeah like we've never seen white women get fucked up by police like that broken heads broke like just get really just get yeah one of fucked a, up one, a white woman died because she uh, she had asthma and the tear gas went into her lungs and yeah saw so that yeah. that's crazy yeah. yeah. And they're trying to file suits and all that stuff right now. And then I, I was wondering, there was a there was something, there was an article I saw, or there was something I saw on Twitter. Uh, is there a fear of the BLM movement being gentrified? Like, will the BLM message get watered down by non-black people as the number of non-black uh, supporters grow? Mm-hmm. There's something happening like that already. Uh, I have some friends out there in Denver, uh, and they've been writing, uh, not writing, but protesting like, like crazy. And, uh, you know, there's been a movement happening there for, years you know and those people have been taking it to the protests you know like all week every every day you know yeah like since this whole since this whole thing happened and uh there's this other movement i guess and it's headed up by by a, a white guy 
um, with with dreads or whatever. But supposedly, he's trying to take. He's been trying to do things to take away the voices of of, of black people that are speaking up about it. And mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. It's I've been reading up about it a lot, and I've been talking to a lot of my friends out there, and it. And I don't know. They think it's lining up with the law enforcement possibly over there. So I don't know if if they're trying to do something to where they take it all take over the movement and somehow what yeah what is the what is the etiquette right now because at this point i'm following the lead of of black people yeah that's all we ask is just listen yeah you know like like that person running running that movement it's like if if black people that headed this movement before you even got here if they're asking you to do this and they're asking you yo take talk to us about this like we we need to really come together and talk about it listen to us that's all we just need to be heard, you know, like it's, yeah. that that goes without saying, you know, no one's no one's going to try try to, I don't know, move move forward with with any uh, minority problems concerning Asians and and not listen to an agent, you know, right. about that. You know, nobody's going to be like try, try to a black person not going to take over the Asian movement and be like, no, I don't care about what they have to say. I'm going to I know what's best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No one knows the plight like the person going through the shit. So on our last episode, you know, we, we spoke about what was going on and I kind of, I was really kind of troubled and concerned and I, I hit up Mo and I hit up a, a few other people, Eleven, I spoke with Eleven, shout out to DJ Eleven. I spoke with a few people about where do we go from here? What are the steps to, you know, past the protests, where, where, where do we start seeing real change, you know? And, uh... Momo, we spoke about that. Ross, I, I kind of want to get your opinion on what do you think is the next step? You know, we hear about, um, you know, defunding the police, disbanding the police. I mean, what, what do you think is the next step? I mean, well, the first thing that's been happening that's re- been really good is I see a lot of white people just really taking this seriously and being really introspective and thinking about their own lives, their own businesses and, mm-hmm. and how where black people are the lack of black people in their business and in their lives and, and how kind of uh, disconnected just, yeah. I mean, it, it's the kind of thing where it is systemic, you know, and, and you don't even realize it right for so many people. And when you get back to it, talking about these people promoting themselves, self-promotion, mm. there's been a decision that's been made and that's a huge change from movements in the past. You don't see brands advertising themselves anymore. Right. People are not self-promoting. It's out the window. That all feels trivial right now. It feels unimportant. Right. Something that previously, even Eric Garner, Eric Garner, the footage is nearly as brutal. Right. You know, I mean, that is really difficult to watch and there's no, you can't validate it. There's not, there's nothing. It was awful. But for this, just something has changed. And I, and I think a lot of white people are being forced to take a hard look at themselves and, um, their families and their friends. And I see people cutting people out, cutting people off, you know, mm-hmm. really having frank, serious conversations with good friends. Yeah. They would have never had this conversation a long time ago. I'm sorry, Ross. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. I was just going to say, as far as the next steps, um, I share a little bit of that confusion as to what should happen. And I think there is a bit of a lack of a, of leadership in mm-hmm. terms of a singular voice. Yes. Um, saying defund the police is, something you can say, but the reality is it's going to take legislation on a local and a federal level. And you have to come up with, right now, we have the power. Black people have the power. The movement, Black Lives Matter, has the power. And government and corporations, even more importantly, are willing to bend to 
our demands, mm-hmm. black people's demands. Yeah. Like I've, this has never happened in my lifetime, not nothing even close right. to where you can basically say, I need you to do this. I demand this and they're going to do it or they're going to take major steps towards doing it. Nothing like that's ever happened. So I think it's all about being focused, mm-hmm. um, having a plan, being able to clearly say what you want and what you need. And and it's tough because I, I do think it's unfair that black people have to constantly tell white people what to do and how to act, how to be a decent person. Yeah. But unfortunately, right now, I do think it's an important time for the leaders of these movements to come together, real legislation, real ideas, present them in a clear way and say, we're not going to stop until we get this. And I think you're going to get a lot of what you're asking for, whether or not that leads to real long-term change is going to be all about continuing the pressure. But people are, they got their backs against the wall, man. You can tell a corporation, you can go to Pepsi right now and be like, your board needs to be 30% black and we're not supporting you anymore. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and they're going to have to release a statement, which Mm -hmm. when does that ever happen? You know, they're going to have to show you that they're willing to do it. Yeah. Um, Shame is is next level. Yeah. This is next level. You're talking about shame. I think, this is the first time that like morality and compassion has become part of like American society as a whole, mm, you know? Right. We, we tend to think of those, you know, those attributes of like European countries and then make no mistake, they're, those countries are fucked up too, right? Yeah. But they give their citizens healthcare, education, uh, maternity leave, yeah. you know? And those, those are some of the principles that are missing in, in American society. And if we can get to this point where like all the changes in American history that were to the benefit of, of black people have been through the, like the passing of laws, you know, yeah. uh, abolish slavery, emancipation, Rosa Parks, uh, you know, voting mm-hmm. rights, yeah. so on and so forth. It's been like a few elected officials who are forced to face like these human questions and they have to be like, guys, we have to give black people equal rights. So they put it in the law. But when it comes to actually playing out in society, that's where morality comes in. And that's why you have the Ku Klux Klan. That's why you have police killing black people with impunity for you know hundreds of years. But this is the first time that there's just this moral awakening where everyone, and I think a lot of it is led by Gen Z. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a variety of reasons that I can't explain, a lot of it is led by Gen Z. And it's very important that white people are a part of this movement because that's how we're going to get the numbers. You know, like we're still a minority, you know, as fucked up as apartheid and all that was in South Africa. The country was 95 percent black. So when they rose, it was 95 percent of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they steamrolled the white people. Yeah. The oppressor. Don't, don't you Brazil think, yeah. is waiting to happen. A hundred million black people out of two hundred million people. Mm-hmm. You know that place is. They got the numbers, and it's just as fucked up as the United States, maybe more. Mm-hmm. So, but in the United States, we need white people. You know, we need them as allies. And me personally, I want Black Lives Matter to become a mainstream movement. Mm-hmm. You know, let everybody be a part of it. Yeah, because it's so. It's so difficult to argue against it. Like if you if you come back to Black Lives Matter as All Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter, you definitely don't have a moral compass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So therefore, we need to have as many people as possible in this movement 
But to Spider-Tech's point, yeah, we don't want like white people diluting the message. Mm -hmm. But we definitely need everybody right. in the game with us. Exactly. You were speaking about Gen Z leading, leading, you know, the protests and leading this movement. Is it because we've been conditioned to accept some of this, the discrimination that we've seen in the world and that that affect us and we experience in our lives? We, you know, I, I was talking to Neva about this, even like some of the things that we're conditioned to accept in nightclubs here and for Vegas, sure, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. conditioned to be like, you know, change the music. There's too many black people in here. Yeah. Or, you know, j yeah. get out of hip hop. Yeah. And there's all these like subtle kind of, you know, statements and, and we become and, a little numb. Yeah. A little numb to we it. we become mm -hmm. used to it because we're yeah. we're used to shutting up about it, but Gen Z, it's so crystal clear to them that that's wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And for us we're like, holy shit, yeah, that is wrong. Like mm -hmm. but what what do we do? How do we move on from here? And it's it's one of those things where you talk about Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter. Anyone who's all lives matter should be canceled, but I feel like there's a communication, uh, uh, a disconnect from older generations that are seeing what's going on. It's like, are you watching the news or are you watching? The or, you, know? you know what? I'm, I'm going to interject real quick. Go the ahead. Biggest, go ahead. The, the biggest difference between our generation and the younger generation and the older generation yeah. is we're all connected through online means. So like, we're seeing everything happen in real time on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Okay, like unless unless you're unless you're a journalist, unless you're a news, unless you're a celebrity that's older, you're you're online. But if you're not any of those things, you're not you're not you're not in tune in in, in, in seeing what's happening in real time like right. we are. Okay, mm -hmm. so their only means of seeing what is happening is through is through like NBC or Fox or CNN like that. Yeah. And and there was something on Twitter um, that that actually um, retweeted last week where. We saw the the two police cars in uh, in, in New York, where one of them ran in, into the crowd a little bit, right? And they showed the footage from that they aired on NBC, where they cut it off right before the cop did that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they were able to control the narrative, and that's the big difference between what the older older generation sees and what we do. And so that changes the conversation, right? Well, recently, just, just took. I'm sorry, Nev. Go ahead. No, I'm saying recently. Um, I was talking to my sister, who's a, um, a retired um police officer. Yeah, she's in New York right now, and we was talking about the um looting that was going on that recently happened out there. Yeah, and she was telling me, yeah, it's like all black kids, and I'm trying to tell her, no, it's not all black kids. It's like a mixture of every race, and she was like, no, it's not. It's all black kids. I'm looking at the news, and I'm seeing it on the news. I'm like, yeah, you're looking at the news, but I'm looking at social media. And Twitter and Instagram, and they showing what's actually happening yeah. at the moment. And she's like, "So why they not showing that on the news?" And I'm like, "Because they don't want you to see that shit. They want you to think, oh yeah, it's all black people that's starting all these riots and looting yeah. and all this shit.'" And I'm like, "Me and Hud's arguing that, and we both had to stop because it was getting too personal." I had to have that conversation with my mom last week. <laughs> You know, because she was she was going she she was going buck. You know, she was seeing everything. She was like, "Oh well, this is what they're saying on the news." Exactly. Yeah. I don't agree with this and that. I'm like, no, it's more than that. It's happening. You just don't see it because mm -hmm. I mean, she's basically doing what what she's been doing forever. It's just the old school, the old school way. Yeah, the old school. TV, way. Just turn on the local news, the and TV, that's it. and the newspapers. Yeah, that's and that's what they it. Used to, yeah. 
So it's it's a lot of it's a different time. I yeah. just feel like there's there's you know there's this level of communication that needs to go out because I feel sometimes the people who say all lives matter don't realize that they're saying something wildly offensive. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's another thing. Yeah. And I was talking to Momo about that, and then we were kind of talking about the tears of like, how, who do we cancel? Who do we educate? And then you know I I had a big shout to Jerome Baker in D.C. and he said you know at this point I don't want to educate nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when I meet different people outside of the Asian race, you know, I mean, you know, they may think I'm Chinese. They ask me questions about, you know, Vietnamese food and I'm Korean. And I right. kind of like, you know, I educate them on certain things, but I never take it offensively. Obviously, this is completely different from black people and Black Lives Matter and everything. But I'm just saying, I feel like sometimes people need that education and some that patience. And Jerome was basically like, nah, like. At this point, if you're not educating yourself on what's going on, you know, that's on you. Yeah. Like, you got to know what's going on because if the world is erupting like this, you can't just, like, say, like, nah, like, you know, I, I'm not going to get, you know, I, I'm just going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, sometimes we have you, access to the same Google, bro. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes people just have a lens through their perspective and how they grew up and it jades how they choose to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. If you look very, at, like, very true. if you look at, like, uh, Drew Brees. I never took him for a racist, but yeah. he was so jaded by the flag and he's in military background that he kept he kept emphasizing that he felt like the flag was being disrespected. Right. And it took yeah. his teammates to educate him and help him understand that it's never about the flag. Right. And he retracted his statements and apologized. I don't know how heartfelt his apologetic how how heartfelt he was to apologize, but mm-hmm. I felt like he's he's making effort and it was because he was getting education from people that saw it from a different perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, basically, uh, the one black token black friend for a bunch of white people has to give a seminar to all of these motherfuckers <laughs> and let them know what's going on? Is that what has to happen? It's, it's you know, it's sad, but unfortunately, they, they shouldn't have to. And they have every, Jerome has every right to be pissed off about it, you right, know? Um, right, But you're dealing with people who've never looked at themselves this way, and it's, it's a, it's their fault, you know. It, it's their inability to see beyond what they already know. But there is an opportunity now that has not existed before to break through, you know. So I understand fully being like, "Fuck you! You need to do that work on your own. Why do I have to tell you? After all this, you can't just fucking do some research and read." But there isn't a window right now. So if you are willing to enlighten your white friends who right. still don't get it now, now's a chance now's a chance to break through um like i said i i can't say anybody should because it's ridiculous the part the, the problem is a, a lot of us are saying that we're not willing to right now because we're fucking exhausted you right know what I mean? of course right, yeah, of man. course you should be every you know i mean listen i think one of the biggest myths out there is that we have to explain white privilege to white people I think white people are very aware of white privilege. I don't think they and are. The, I don't think they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Now, Let me all finish of them, my no. point. Go ahead. No, my point is that the easiest way to not admit that you're benefiting from white privilege systematically and for generations is to act like you don't know about it. And that's why previous generations didn't really want to address race. Yeah. That's why systemic racism and abuse is going on unchecked. And that's why it's different with this generation because Gen Z coming up interconnected with all these other races. When they found out about what white privilege was, they were like, hold up. Are you fucking kidding me? Is this shit real? This is not acceptable. And the reason they've been able to say it is because they didn't have to worry about losing 
you know, generational wealth. They're all young. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. They didn't have to worry about losing their status. They didn't have to worry about reinventing their American lives. They were just like, these are my homies and this is some bullshit and we are marching. And that's right. the difference. Why? And when I said Gen Z, I should have specified I really meant white Gen Z, right? I don't want to take away anything from black Gen Z, but black Gen Z isn't any more activist than black millennials or black Gen X or black boomers. You know, black people have been at it for the longest. Mm -hmm. It's this white Gen Z that's actually doing it, I think, uh, with a lot less ulterior motives for a photo op. You right. feel me? Yeah. And, that, and that's why I mean, when I, I think white people are aware of white privilege, but you're not going to be accused of benefiting from it if you act like you don't know about it. Wait, so you're going to you know tell you're going to tell me that the Karen movement are these all these Karens that are popping up on social media and videos just acting a fool? You think they're they're aware of white privilege? I think they're completely yeah, unaware. Yes, they are because they're panicking, bro. Mm -hmm. They're holding on to like this imperialism <laughs> that's crumbling. I, I, I think the Karens, and are that's definitely why they're aware. acting yeah. up. Yeah. They're acting up and it's panic. But what don't you panic. don't you think that they're so brainwashed to them? Like I was gonna ask you guys about this. I think there's two perspectives on this older generation. Yeah. One is looking at what's going on. They're saying the world is ending. The world is ending. Like minorities, like everyone is like putting black people on a pedestal. What the fuck is going on? And then you have this other perspective that's like, yo, the world is finally waking up. Yeah, and they're I, both I, right. Know, the world is ending. It's their world. <laughs> their world is ending. That's right. Yeah. Hence the panic and hence why they, they're lashing That's out That's what we're really seeing is we're seeing them panic like, yo, yeah. what the we're fuck is going on? Yeah. Right? And the Karens are yeah. panicking. And the problem yeah. is that they've seen this coming for a while and that's why they got Trump in power. And yeah. the worst thing that Trump has been doing for four years is appointing all these judges. That's really the toughest thing that we're up against. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're controlling the legislative side of things and the making of laws, maybe for generations. And they put that in place as a defense mechanism. Yep. So that's why we got to get people to vote up and down the ballot every election. And personally, I'm not running for office, but that's one thing I want to do with, with everyday people for the rest of the year mm -hmm. is really put our focus on voter registration right. and like combating uh, voter suppression efforts. Because, yeah, Black Lives Matter is on the rise and, you know, All Lives Matter is on the way out. But at the end of the day, they control so many jurisdictions and so many judges. It's still going to be really, really tough to, like, pass the laws like, like Ross was saying earlier. Especially because of, you know, like, like you said, voter suppression is a thing that still happens. I think it's still, it's still what's happening to today. It, yeah. just, it just Georgia. happened this morning. Yep, yep. Right. Yep. People didn't know how to use the machines because mm. the, the, either yeah. they were too complicated or they didn't have proper instructions on them. Right. right. Another thing that got, that got brought up um, that's important is that we have a white supremacist as our president right now, which is something that we haven't had before. So there isn't this like blurred line anymore. Now, the top of the food chain, the, the main guy in charge is a white supremacist. Yeah. So there isn't a president coming out saying – can we find common ground? Can we uh, work together? You know, we're going to make these incremental changes that are going to be mm -hmm. small and you're not going to notice. Now it's like, nah, this is our team and that's your team and we're going to yep. tear, tear gas you. So these kids are waking up and realizing it's always been, that's always been the mentality of the leadership yeah. president. It's always been a white supremacist power structure. Right. Um, well, but, how big of a But fight? now the kid, now it's so clear that, that I think, 
it's it's really obvious that you're not very just, blatant. You're not just yeah, fighting cops. You're fighting a, the, the whole system mm-hmm. now. You're, you're- yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are thinking, and this may be for pure vanity, a lot of people are thinking, I might end up on the wrong side of history with this one. Like, mm-hmm. I need to do something right now. Right. Are they going to look at me like how they look at people in Jim Crow South, mm-hmm. how they look at, like, you know, people in Nazi Germany that was going along with Hitler? And so for the, I don't care. Any reason is a good reason to mobilize. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And All I also right. think... People wanted to be outside for a little bit because they couldn't take it anymore. Another thing that helped the protest is people just wanted to get the fuck outside. They want to be around other people. Yeah. 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 How, do you, how do you approach protesting? Because I, I feel like some people are approaching it like, you know, like, like, a, run, like a Runyon Canyon hike, kind of like, you know, like, let, let's go to the protest this weekend. Like, let's go on Saturday. Let's make signs and let's, you know, like, let's, uh, you know, like, let's, let's go out there. Let's do this, guys. They make it seem like a picnic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a picnic, like, like hey, uh, outing at the park. And yeah. I, even my, even me myself, like I don't know when we were growing, when I was growing up, you know, like nineties and and stuff like that. It was like you always had like motherfuckers who were like gung ho and who went out there, and and motherfuckers who were like, nah, like that's just like the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's just the woke ass motherfucker in the crew yeah. who's involved with activism. <laughs> he has to do that. That's yeah. part of his thing. Well, there's a difference between protests and activism. Listen, the numbers right? are good. Yeah. The numbers yeah. are good. The numbers is why it's taking over from COVID in the news for good or bad. I don't know if it's a good thing that people aren't really talking but about COVID as much. Is it okay for the us, numbers are good. Is it okay for motherfucker to kind of just kind of go to protest and like kind of and hop back out and not not be like, you Like know, pick and choose on which one you want to do. Like, yo, I'm hmm. free this weekend. I'm going to protest, but I can't do it next weekend because I got, you know, a quinceanera to go to or some shit wow. like that. It's not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not cool if that's your friend, you know, you probably want to have a talk with them or cut them or whatever. You know what I mean? But in terms of protests, you want numbers. You want that. Right. You want, you want a mass. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pragmatic, man. I've never seen a cause, the plight of black people bring out so many people over the whole, yeah. throughout the whole planet. I've never seen it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever seen it. Nah. So let's get the numbers and then let us shape the narrative and then repackage it into action. I'll, I'll, I'll shock hey, Yeah, go ahead. Also, I'm going to say, going to these protests, I don't see a lot of people out there to take a selfie or or just fair weather. People are serious about this. A lot of people are angry, man. They make they make they make a sign. They're out there marching. You know, this is is a real movement. Mm -hmm. Yo, influencers like damn near disappeared from my feed, man. (laughs) Shout out to my influencer (laughs) friends, man. Shout out to my influencer friends. Like, I love y'all, but like. My feed has gotten so militant; it's but, a thing of beauty. But this until this right? until this challenge until this challenge today or two days ago, which I feel kind of iffy about. What challenge? And is I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to tweet about it because I didn't want people to like just pile on me. Mm-hmm. But like somebody was like, "I'm a black man. I build other black men." Oh Take yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we yeah. talked yeah. about that. Twenty of your friends, yeah. And I was like, "How did they fucking bring selfies back in the protest? <laughs> we had gotten rid of selfies, and yeah. within a and it's day, like a big GQ picture. The I, was, I was just saying, that. I would never do that. Up, <laughs> then they followed up. I'm a black woman, and they, you know, the, the ladies got involved too. And I was like, we're back at square one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a selfie is a motherfucking <laughs> selfie, and it's taken away from this protest. You right. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. I felt I felt weird about it. Somebody tagged me in that shit. I was like, you know what? If if I do it, I I was I was gonna take a picture, and like 
just put a fucking backdrop and not even me. Because yeah. like I felt weird about that. Mm-hmm. I wish it, they had been tag a, a black person that inspired anything, me. anything like you know that. What I'm saying? You know, that that would have yeah. been fucking. That's better. Yeah, that yeah. would have been better. But like someone, that would have been much person, better. Black that man, been yeah, better. black person and, who inspired and, you, right? Yeah. And not only that would have been good. That would have affected all races. You know what I mean? Everybody, yeah. Asians, white, Latinos, everybody could have been included. Right. In that. So called right. challenge. Exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, everybody had their best like <laughs> professional photo shoot. Right, you know? exactly, man. <laughs> Damn, I was like, not... yo, Instagram is the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram <laughs> is the worst. It's it's funny to see people, certain influencers struggling right now, right? To to push content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, like they they have they they don't know how to, I don't know, is the word like acclimate they to They don't know how to think on. of anybody but themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I wonder if it has to also do with like, you know, the, the, everyone is so consumed with self-promotion, you know, they don't even know how to spread awareness for a cause that doesn't involve themselves in any superficial or shallow way. Like the art of self is like, everyone has just made art and creativity so self-serving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even there's designers out there, um, clothing designers, there's some artists who don't know how to create art for a message now. Because all the art was so like, just so shallow and and yeah, self serving. Yeah. They don't, and we're seeing these designers. They're trying to make BLM, you know, designs, and it's just like now, like you guys don't yeah. get it. Like you don't, they don't know how to how to how to how to move forward with this and uh, market and promote anything besides themselves. Yeah, well, we talked about it a little bit. It's always been about the bottom line, right? And it's all been been about revenue driven things. So like for them to be unselfish in this moment, they probably have never had to do it. Influencers have never had to worry about, like Spider Tech said, other than themselves. Like they haven't had to promote anything else other than them. Mm-hmm. That's what they're good at. That's why they become influencers in the first place. And I also think there's this fake narrative of like even certain, you know, streetwear designers. They they they're appealing to white kids, to rich white kids or rich Asians in other countries and continents who can afford this like high kind of like luxury luxury uh, fashion. Yeah, and it's like. It's like some of them aren't, they don't know how to even market and promote or create designs for minorities anymore or for, mm-hmm. you know, for black kids or black people. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you maybe, guys have a. Maybe, know. maybe they do, but they just fear losing their, their white audience, you know, feel like alienating that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like I've I, been seeing, I've been, I've been seeing a lot of it, you know, yeah. I mean, some of it's been a little bit blanketed, but you can, you can see right through that shit. Right. Mm hmm. I think for for the longest, even me and Neva, we've kind of focused our DJ careers on high end, you know, white nightclubs. Yeah, that had predominantly white patrons and customers coming in. Mm-hmm. To touch on that, um, yeah. I've been I've been seeing a lot of resident DJs speak up about a lot of the racist practices at these at these spots and calling out either the clubs or the promoters or the managers. You know, like yeah. I've, I've been seeing this shit a lot this this last week. Yeah, Audio mm-hmm. One uh, posted something about that. Pretty much, you know, like can you switch it up? You know, we're not trying to attract that kind of crowd. Can you keep it club friendly? You know, all these little things that you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, Audio One he, he's been speaking up about stuff like that before, but yeah. I've never, honestly, now I've never seen like actual resident DJs speak up about the shit that's happening yeah. in, mm-hmm. in, in a lot of these spots because a lot of them were, were afraid to lose, lose their jobs. Yeah, because, exactly. You know, yeah. And all of it goes back to but money. I've, because... never, I've never seen that happen until yeah. now. Mm-hmm. All of it goes but, back to the revenue, right? Like they think 
you come in looking a certain way, they're going to spend a certain amount of money, and they they judge you based upon that. They see a group yeah. of 20 black guys coming into a club, they might think a certain way. They see 20 white guys coming into a club, they think a certain way. It's all yep. relative to, re- to re- revenue they're driving. I think it yeah. also has to do with uh, the perception of what what value, you yeah. know, of the value of of what it is, of the club. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. even in New York, in the beginning, it was like, you know, they would say they would say racist shit like, you know, when a club first opens, it's all white people, mm-hmm. and then it's Jewish, and then it's <laughs> and then it's black, and then it's like Latin, mm-hmm. and, if it's like and if then you're, if and you're... the bottom of the actually the bottom of the totem pole is Asian. Once the club goes Asian, <laughs> it's gonna close. Like the club's gonna close in like six months, yo. Like because like it was like if you're going Asian, they're like yo, what like you're so done. In, you're the last in, in, L- in LA. In LA is different. LA is like white people, Asian. And then it's uh, then it's black, and then it then it's Latin nights, and then it closes, and then they redo it again. Yeah, oh, that wow. sounds That's more. Exactly. Of a, that sounds more accurate. <laughs> no, in New York, it was like if you're the Asian, it's like the bottom, yo. Like come really? on, really? I thought yeah. it was the black and the Latin was the bottom. Nah, I remember, remember yeah. that nah. Mo. Remember, remember uh, Mission. Remember that club yeah. Mission. <laughs> It was literally always, went that was, through that in the barbie, right? And then you forget you forget one uh, one step of the process, which was interchangeable with Asian. It was uh, Southeast South Asian. Yeah. So Indian. Yeah, yeah. You know, Indian and Pakistani. That was there Middle was a Eastern. period in in the two thousand where they had their own nights, and it was like give or take. It was it could be either them or it could be Asian. But in either case, it was, it was the last the last. <laughs> that's that that's when you know they're about to close. Yeah. Right? No, I swear. <laughs> Because I, I went to Mission and I was like, "Yo, y'all are all Asian right now? Like, what's going on?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "And they're like, and I was like, damn man, I want to spin for Asian people because I've never spun for Asian people." <laughs> and they're like, "Crooked, we can't afford you." And I'm like, "This is the most fucked up shit, y'all. Y'all came to the age, the level of Asian, and y'all can't afford an Asian DJ." I was just like, "This is fucking ludicrous." And you should have been like, "I want to do it for my people." This means you know, this means a lot to me. But then you know, like everyone would say, like, "Yo." They're about to close, man. They got all Asians there. Like, why? Like, because if you're if you're appeasing to Asian crowds in New York, I mean, where's the Asian population predominantly in New York? It's in like Flushing Queens. It's like in mm-hmm. in Jersey. Yeah. So if you're pulling motherfuckers all the way from Queens and Jersey, like you're struggling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was that was the idea back then. I think know? like back in when I was DJing back in the '90s, it was different. It was like once you bring in like a lot of black people into your club, yeah, that's when you know they're about to close soon. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, but in the early 2000s, they always gave Sundays to black people, right? They always. <laughs> we got a Sunday, yeah. Like, <laughs> yo, no lie. Yo, no lie. Yo, no, no lie. They were just doing that shit in uh, in Denver. Like, yeah, yeah not, not, not even, I mean, and, not even and two and years you, ago. You guys know why, right? It's very, it's very simple. It's just, again, it's a practice that goes back to the local police departments. Right. They don't oh, yeah. want... They don't want big black parties to empty out on their Saturday night streets mm-hmm. and mix with all the Karens and all the Chads. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Chads. And so, and so that was something like, yo, Chads. they would go to all the club owners and they were like, put your hip hop night on Sunday and we won't have any problems. I never knew put that. Put it on Saturday. Wow. We're shutting you down. I never yeah. knew I that. I never knew that either. That's interesting. That makes sense though. Wow. The stuff, yeah, the yeah. stuff started, uh, started coming out because... Uh, one 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 of the promoters for for one of the hip hop nights that was on Sunday, they they were talking about that. They started speaking out about that a couple of years ago, and they started bringing it to like city hall and shit like that. A lot of that shit came out that a lot of people didn't know before. And this was a never dude. Crooked. <laughs> yeah, y'all remember um, that club? Was it called Eugene on on Twenty Fourth Street? Yeah, 
I yeah. remember that one. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. And the hip hop nights was just random weeknights. Yeah. And they did it so they could so they could close the road to cars and they had police on horses yeah, yeah, outside yeah. of the club to disperse the street <laughs> I remember that, yeah. And, and that's yeah. nothing they could ever do on Friday night mm-hmm. or Saturday night because then everybody would be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. What's with the ride police? You know? yep. So yeah. they do it on off nights. Well, yeah. they they so kind of <laughs> did that. They started doing that at um, on that one block off, this, off the side of Marquee where Kane, Home... 27th Street. Yeah, 27th Street. Um, bed. 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 Yeah. yeah. They were, it was just so many clubs on that one block that they started shutting it off. But I know what, you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's been going on for, yeah. forever. Yeah. If it, was, if it was one white club on West 27th Street, they would not need riot police. Right? <laughs> no. Of course not. No. <laughs> no. But yeah, for Eugene's, they, they had that shit going. Hey, <laughs> yo, so I want to co- go back to this conversation that I had with MoMA. And I know Ross heard some of the conversation on Twitch. And, you know, maybe, Mo, you could break it down a little bit better than I can. But we were going through the tiers, which was basically the, the tiers of cancellation, right? Mm-hmm. And the levels, <laughs> the tiers of cancellation and, and levels of understanding. Because I, I'm very against cancel culture. Even when there was like this DJ witch hunt going on and everyone was like, you know, and, and Ross, you were kind of pro the DJ witch hunt, but I was against, <laughs> I was, <laughs> speak on it. I mean, speak I, your truth. Yeah, speak it's, on not it. a, it's not a witch hunt. If you fuck with Donald Trump, I don't fuck with you. That's it. Period. Right. End of story. It's 2020. It's done. You know, like. When was that happening? It's, 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 the the it's DJ not, witch not, hunt? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, if you fucked with him during birtherism 2015, you were a rap. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can see what kind of a person you are. Yeah. But if you fuck with him now, you can fuck off. You know? I mean, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's not cancel culture. It's... Just, I don't want to fuck been, with you. You've been canceled. I just don't fuck with you at all. I think you're on the wrong side of history, and I think there's no take backs. Also, you tell your grandkids, you explain it to your fucking nieces and nephews where you were at this point in history and why you stood where you stood. And let them judge you. Like, I don't have to. And I think that's why the dialogue is different now, because... Before, it was, I guess, a two-party system, Democrat or Republican. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you could disagree about someone on, like, fiscal issues, abortion, evan- evangelical-type shit. Yeah. And maybe all of their kind of beliefs were rooted in white supremacy at the core. But you could still kind of get along, right? What Trump did is he drew a line in the sand, like a line in the sand of morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's basically like... Do you stand on this side where we're promoting white supremacy, racism, homophobia, yeah. Islamophobia? Yep. The guy's a fucking child molester, potentially, you know, Pot- who knows what he's done to his daughter, right? But yeah. it looks sus as fuck. And then, you know, with all the Epstein stuff that just came out, right. potentially, mm-hmm. you know, a rapist, mad alle- allegations, like the dude is unquestionably one of the most reprehensible people on earth. So it's yeah. not even about politics anymore. It's mm-hmm. just about like... What kind of moral code do you have? Mm-hmm. So with, with yeah. cancel decency, with cancel culture, it's not even like, I don't want to know if you're a Republican or a Democrat or whatever as a DJ, because that never really mattered to me. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, do you align yourself with Donald Trump and everything that he represents? Yeah. So wait. Because then it's a problem for me. Yeah. But let's go back to 2016. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to 2016. Yeah. I mean, Trump was a, a fucking a nut job back then. He was fucking crazy. It was, it was nuts. But I still know people who I would, I, would, I would bravely call them good people. Yeah. Who did vote for Trump. 
on yeah. an economic level. Yeah. And who yeah. align themselves with some of like, you know, a very like highly conservative motherfuckers who align themselves with like, you know, law and order kind of like, yeah, I agree with that. You know, I, I want a conservative that way. Economically, he speaks volumes. Obviously, now it's a completely different story. Yeah. The, it's actually not because he's literally been talking the same exact way. The only only thing that's that's uh, that's different now is that now economically, that you you know what I'm trying to say. I'm like yeah, economically, right but, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm tongue tied right now. But like a lot of that, uh, since they got their tax breaks and all yeah, of that yeah. kind of stuff, everything the hateful rhetoric that he's been talking, he's been saying that since day one. Mm-hmm. None of that's changed. Yeah. The only thing mm-hmm. pe- people pay attention to was, oh, I, I I can get this, I can get a tax break. Oh, I can make more money this right, way. Right, you know, right. I'm voting for him. Mm-hmm. He's literally been saying the same exact thing. Since day one, these are and people. Now these people are businessmen. These are businessmen that I know that that put the bottom line first. Does that yeah. make sense? They've always put the bottom line first. Right. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It no. doesn't. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. It's not. It's not. I, I'm more fiscally conservative than most liberals mm-hmm. in my personal life. Right. But but this whole notion of fiscal conservatism. Look at the deficit. Look at the debt right now. We're right. going to be trillions in debt. No one's, they don't say shit. You hear a GOP member has a word to say about it. Mm-mm. How much money we lo- we go into debt because of that tax cut. It's all, it's all bullshit so that they can get richer, so that mm-hmm. the classes can, there's a bigger divide between the wealthy and the poor. Exactly. And in 2020, especially now when you're being begged to take a look at yourself and take a look at these systems that have put black people in a position that, that we're all out in the streets for right now. If you can't look at yourself and look at the bigger system, you're not you're not serious about this. Mm-hmm. You're not doing doing the time to to watch documentaries, to read, to just do the to ask friends, to just do the basic knowledge. And that's unacceptable right now. Yeah. And, and the last two weeks have put an exclamation point on that. It's always been right. unacceptable. But now look at the world. Like you yeah. can't you can't be like that anymore. You can't just be lazy and and, and Put it off to some excuse, fiscal conservatism. What the fuck is that? What some we're, we're terrible. Man. Every four years we get that, and then every fucking four years a Democrat has to come in and save the economy. Right. Mm-hmm. Clinton had to do it. Obama had to do it. it it's a, it's a that's a false excuse for someone yeah. who's just trying to push push some. It's it's a very selfish way of getting a tax break. It for really himself. is. Mm-hmm. And I think if you if you reduce it to like the simplest level. Uh, a lot of people voted with their self-interest in, in 2016 mm-hmm. and they just thought they were voting for like this orange douchebag. Like, <laughs> all right, this guy's clearly a douchebag, yeah. but he's going to cut my taxes. You know, just cut the check and let's mm-hmm. move on. Right. Yep. These same people are confronted with, a, I think, a much more profound moral issue four years later. Right. Right. The, you can't just be like, oh, this guy's a douchebag. He grabs him by the pussy. You know, he bankrupts casinos. He, you know, he's, he robs contractors or yeah. whatever. He's just a amoral dude. He's a self-proclaimed, you know, white supremacist at this yeah. point. Yeah. You know you're what giving, I mean? You're giving people a lot of credit, man. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of revisionist history. In 2016, <laughs> this guy was had already put out ads to, to execute the Central Park Five. He had mm-hmm. invented birtherism, mm-hmm. essentially. He had already been sued by the federal government for not renting apartments to black people. He was a white supremacist then. His dad was arrested at a Klan rally. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I, I agree I'm with just, you. I'm not, I'm not a Trump is, defender. No, my no. thing Trump is, defender. Th there's no take backs. Right. But I understand the power of branding. He branded himself for about 10 years, right, with the, the reality TV shows and all that jazz. And the average voter is just not that discerning. No. Like, I'm not true. saying that Trump wasn't already a white supremacist piece of shit. Yeah. He was probably that way since he was, you know, in the womb. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking that there are a, a vast number of people who did see him as some funny reality TV guy, you know, a lot of like our did. friend. But unfortunately, you got people who see him that way today, mm -hmm. like our friend DJ Qbert, <laughs> who made a fool of himself on social media. Really? Yeah. You know, this past couple of weeks mm -hmm. by, you know, a really weak effort at trying to disguise his love, his adoration for Trump. And, and I'm thinking, I'm still trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, because all I do is, tr is I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe somebody hacked his profile and, you know, maybe <laughs> they, they, maybe they kidnapped oh. him and, he, and he's tied up in a basement somewhere, right? And some MAGA nut job is running his Twitter account. See, I didn't, I didn't see what he saw, said about Trump. I, I only saw what Qbert said. He said, all lives matter. And never and I have this conversation about all lives matter all the time. People don't realize, some people don't realize that All Lives Matter is completely offensive and it's stepping on the fact that black lives don't matter. Mm -hmm. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. And 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 uh it's one of those things that we talked about like Ross, like no not a lot of people are not as aware and knowledgeable about what's going on as you are. They're not, you know what I mean? If you you're the first person I talk to when I when I think of politics, I'm like, let me check with Ross on what the fuck's going on because I'm, even me myself, I'm not on it. You know what I mean? I'm not like like MoMA, I'm not a Trump defender, but I like to think that people are always on the side of good. That even like you know, like Darth, I feel like everyone's like Darth Vader. Like there's some good in them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> even though the dark side is taking over them and all of that shit, I still think in the end he can like you know pick up the emperor and chuck him over well, the Mo side. You know if I'm a, you know. Moma's right. A lot of people's first impression of Trump was from reality TV. Right. Yeah. They don't know yeah. him post 2000s era. I mean, I mean that's outside of New York. Do you, know, do you know how many people were like, "That's a businessman. I'm gonna vote for the businessman." Yes. Like, yo, are you kidding me? Like, he's banquet. Like, he, the dude, the little, the buildings in New York aren't but, even but, Trump buildings. Like, they're like licensed to, to carry his that's, name. That's that's remember in New York, like back in the days, like in the 80s, 90s, rappers was rapping about Trump. They was like, they love <laughs> Trump back then. I mean, Jay Z, Jay Z said he had a condo in the Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who song was the, uh, the Black Trump? Uh, Raekwon? Raekwon. Yeah. <laughs> Where's yeah. Raekwon? We got to cancel Raekwon right now. <laughs> yo, no one can play the Cuban Lynx album ever again. Yo. No. We'd have to cancel all of 90s hip hop. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. <laughs> yo, the Black Trump Donald Trump, that was like man. a cool thing to say. Like, yo, yeah. I'm like the, the Black, black dude with money. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, <laughs> not now. that's what I'm saying is that Ross is like, I feel like Ross. Sometimes you don't see it from the eyes of like the really like unaware and just like the you know there's yeah, these, all these lost motherfuckers in the world that really that honestly can benefit from your you know your your knowledge and education mm. if you had the patience to share some of it. You know it's, what I mean? It's not it's not anything <laughs> too deep. I'm not studying politics. I'm from yeah. Ohio. You know what I mean? Like I just see what it is. He speaks for that silent majority of people who is racist around a dinner table. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and and they're not racist at work. They're not necessarily racist. So, so we shouldn't have any level of understanding for motherfuckers who voted in 2016 for Trump who know they fucked up. 
Look, 20, yes, if you know you fucked up, that's cool. You know what I mean? I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, I think it was highly irresponsible up leading up to it. I went back and read a Facebook post I put like before the election and I just broke it all down kind of like to my friends and family. Cause I know I have family who voted for Trump and, and did you, um, did you like red flag them and they're like, yeah, I mean, they're cut, you know, I mean, so you cut, you cut them off. If you're still riding, if you're still riding for him, look, I'm, I'm not going to say like, it's not like hate. It's not like a strong, it's not like that. It's you just, just don't, I don't associate need, yourself with them. I don't need that energy in my life. You know, I don't need those. I don't need to sit here and try to explain because you're never going to explain it to them. You're never going to change them if they're still riding. Yeah. Oh Nothing is going to happen. This so, will change them. So I have a question. Is there a difference from motherfuckers? Because me and Mo were breaking this down, right? Basically, the tiers are Trump voter, <laughs> right, Mo? And then there's yep. MAGA. And then there's right. All Lives Matter. Yeah. Right? right. So it goes like this, right? Yeah. Break it's, it down. <laughs> break it down first, Mo. There, there's, there's Trump voter 2016, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that person may have been, you know, occupationally racist, but not outwardly racist, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, I'm just voting. It's for me and my family. It's for fiscal reasons. This is the guy who's going to put money in my pocket, right? And that person, by and large, does not claim that they're a Trump voter in everyday life because they know it's kind of taboo, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got the person who's MAGA, who's also a Trump voter, evidently. And that person identifies with every part of Trump's ethos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're equally <laughs> as reprehensible as him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Worse than MAGA is All Lives Matter. Why? Because All Lives Matter is a movement whose sole purpose is to contradict a statement that says Black Lives Matter. There's no other purpose to this movement, right? Right. It didn't exist. All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, it only exists to counter a statement which is Black Lives Matter. So if that's your sole purpose is to be against a statement, that's not even even saying Black Lives are dope. You know, black lives, you know, are lit. It's just saying matter. But you know what? I feel you like a bare, piece of shit. Bare minimum. You are a piece bare of minimum. But yeah. I feel like a lot you of people didn't realize, a lot of people don't realize, or they didn't realize at the time all lives matter that it was offensive. I felt like they didn't know any difference between black lives and all lives. I think people thought that wasn't like an equality type exactly, of thing. Exactly, yeah. I ain't going to front. Yeah. Like in the 90s, we were like kind of like, yo, we're all the same. Like, yeah, all yeah, yeah. Like all lives matter does sound like something that came from the 90s. Does yeah, that make sense? That just sounds like equality for all. Listen, I, I, yeah. give, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But, I mean, but, I'm, but now I'm it's definitely given, different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but now it's definitely everybody different. everybody the benefit of the doubt. I, I even had to explain to my mom. I had to explain to my mom. Because she didn't understand, like, Black Lives Matter. And she was like, what does that mean? Shouldn't mm-hmm. it be, like, all lives matter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no, this is what's happening, you know? Like, yeah. And then she understood. She's like, oh, okay, I get it now. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's a ton of motherfuckers who don't get that exactly, shit. Exactly, man. That's you know what I mean? I feel the same way. And their heart, I, I, their heart is in a place of good, but they just their brain isn't in there. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, like, yeah. You just kind of got to educate motherfuckers on that, you know? You know, no? I know, like, like everybody said, you really don't got to educate. If in, if, in, if in 2016, you didn't hear the frequency of Trump's dog whistle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then maybe that's uh, excusable. I don't know. But if you still can't hear it in 2020, I, I totally then agree you must with have you. been in a fucking cave for four years. Absolutely. And it's the yeah. same thing with All Lives Matter. If yeah. maybe you had like some sort of like muscle reaction when you heard... Uh, they're against the cops. They're against law enforcement. My my uncle's a cop. There's subliminal messages. Like, 
Blue Lives Matter, and you did that in 2016 or 2017, maybe I can understand it. Mm -hmm. But if you're still towing that line in 2020, mm -hmm. you know, then you're, you're on the wrong side of history and you're yeah, just sure. a reprehensible person, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate to compare this shit, but the ignorance of everything, but I always look back to like the 80s and 90s when HIV and AIDS hit. Mm -hmm. There was so much ignorance and misinformation from the majority of people, how it was spread, yeah. how it was contracted. It's a gay disease. Mm -hmm. It's a minority disease. It's a, you know, like the blacks are spreading it. There's yeah. all this crazy, like, ignorant ass shit being said. Because nobody knew exactly. Yeah. And I just think sometimes, like, yeah, I just try to, like, you have to let people know what's going on. And I understand, like, you know, like, when we spoke about Jerome Baker, like, it's not my place anymore to educate fucking white people on all of this shit or non-black people on this shit and i totally agree and i think it's actually on the people of your own race so like if this you know what i'm saying like if there's mexicans speaking on fucked up shit jamie should interject and be like nah 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 this is what's going down yeah mm -hmm. same Teach for people. me and whatever you know what i mean but i totally understand like black people being like nah like i'm done like i have to live this shit and now i gotta explain to y'all motherfuckers yeah, like exhausting. what we're talking what we're fighting for and mm -hmm. what this is all about i completely understand yeah. that shit so at this point trump voter MAGA, all lives matter what and then mean? below that it's you know kkk so basically that's the level of cancellation and uh yeah and i and i think in the hip hop DJ community. Yes. And by that, I mean, you know, people who DJ to a predominantly black audience, people who DJ to black celebrities. I think we should cancel all of those motherfuckers, except potentially uh, the guys who voted for Trump in 2016 who owned clubs and who sub subsequently had a mea culpa, right? If they raised their hand and they said, listen, I, I fucked up voting for this guy in 2016. But Who's that? Forward. Name one. No, the, the club owners. <laughs> talk tell to me which one it is. Talk just to him, Ross. Just name one of them. He's never going to work oh, there again. It's not going to happen. It's a tell hypothetical me. scenario. <laughs> what I'm saying is That's that what I'm saying. Those, That's a hypothetical. guys who are going to still ride for Trump in 2020, whether openly or privately, they're all, they're all um, worth being canceled in the hip-hop community at large. And the hip-hop community... Is a fucking pool party in Vegas with white with Tiger, you know? I don't care if everybody in that pool is white. That's still part of the hip hop community. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who's exploiting hip hop, who's exploiting black entertainment, if they're siding with Trump and Black Lives and and uh, All Lives Matter and any other derivative right. of some white supremacist movement, yeah. they're all worth canceling. And <laughs> same with the DJs, you know. Vegas is a unique market too. I mean, I sympathize with the guys who live in Vegas and have to navigate those clubs in that environment because it is, like you were saying, it's a, it's a there's some serious race issues there that go under the radar, even in the nightclubs, which is crazy because yeah. so much of it is hip hop based. And I mean, there's 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 literally, I mean, I've heard talks about you know hiring certain DJs just because they're white and it's better to have a white face on a flyer and yep. a billboard and a poster than it is to have a, you know. A POC or a black person, you know, just kind of like. Well, Chris, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, in the, in the past couple of years, before before COVID hit, right? Mm -hmm. I've checked you out in Vegas a few times. Yes. And the, maybe my memory didn't serve me right, but the clubs 
the attendance looked blacker than when you first moved there. Yeah. And, you know, it was the height of bottle service, right? Yes. 2005, 6, 7, the height of bottle service. I was scanning the audience looking for a black chick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I hung out with you. 2006, you know, last year. 2007. Yeah. And I hung out with you last year. I was like, yo, this is one dope. Of, one of and, and with them. <laughs> and it was like all hip-hop music all night. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, what happened to the EDM? Mm-hmm. Is it, that why they're more pushing the white DJs now? Because before, I don't think it was an issue because the crowd was like white. You know what I'm saying? So they were just booking whomever was like the most talented. But now maybe they're trying to like, um, you know, counter counter the, the the blackness of the audience. Let's well, like it, I think this goes back to when Jay Z had the Forty Forty Club, and the Forty Forty Club in New York, which is his bar, sports bar, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was when the Palazzo was going to open, and the Palazzo was connected to the Venetian. So the Venetian was building a second tower called the Palazzo. Mm-hmm. Tao nightclub is in the Venetian. Yeah. And 4040 Club signed a contract with Palazzo to be um in yeah, to be in the 4040 Club was going to be in the Palazzo. Right. Mm-hmm. As they got closer to the Palazzo opening, uh some executives realized like, "Hey, this is a this is like a a black sports bar. This is owned by Jay-Z. Every black person that comes to Vegas is going to come to this <laughs> To this sports bar. Yeah. And if everyone's going to come to this sports bar and it's going to be predominantly black people and people of color, that means a lot of our guests are going to be black and people of color. So does that hurt us business-wise? Does that deter some of the, the, the other, you know, vacationers and customers that come here? Right. And ultimately, they gave it to, who's that chef? The Bam guy? Bam! Uh, Carol. Emerald, yeah. Emerald Lagasse. Yeah, Emerald Lagasse. They changed the 4040 Club and they gave it to Emerald Lagasse. It was called like Lagasse Stadium or yeah, something. Yeah, Lagasse like Stadium. Yeah. But Jay-Z still yeah. got it, but Jay-Z still got the check. He basically, I think they basically licensed uh Lagasse's name to the to the venue, but it was Jay-Z still getting all the profits. I don't know how it worked out. Yeah. But wow. I know that Jay-Z was still getting money from that. But I still think there's this fear of like, you know, kind of, I, I think there's this fear of black money, just to be honest, of, of bringing in uh, black patrons, people of color and having them dominate, you know, certain hotels. And then the hotels get named. Oh, I'm not staying there. That's a black hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not staying there because that's, uh, you know, there's, there's all these minorities that stay there. And then there, I think there's the assumption that minorities, uh, you know, devalue property. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if we see like neighborhoods in in America, you know, it, it goes like when a black person moves into a white neighborhood. What is they? What do they do? They bring the property value down. They say it brings the property value yeah. down, right? Mm-hmm. And then everyone tries to move, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I think it's the same thing here, and uh, yeah, I think that's where it stems from. If that makes any sense? Okay, no comment. All right, cool. <laughs> that's kind of deep. I mean, I mean, that's, that's I mean, true. You hit the nail yeah, on the yeah. head, man. Uh, I just think you were preaching. You dropped the mic. What do you want me to do? You 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 preach I mean, like what that, the fuck can I say after that, bro? <laughs> so I want to kind of steer the conversation uh, towards Twitch. We've been talking about Twitch for uh, as a new platform for live streaming. Yeah. And uh, I got Audio One here from San Francisco. Audio One. Thank you for joining us, man. What's good, fam? What's good, man? What's, what's up, man? Uh, we have... I don't know. We I guess, Ross, you've been streaming a little bit. 
MoMA, you haven't been streaming at all. You're pretty anti-streaming right now for yourself. I'm not. I'm not anti-streaming. Streaming is anti-me. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm in South Africa with like no equipment. Yeah. And you know, I'm not trying to. Like, you can only use internal. that excuse for so long because when you're in the U.S., you can't. What, what's going to be your new excuse for not streaming? <laughs> I'm going to be like, yo, my, my turntables are in storage. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Tech, have you been streaming at all or what? Yeah, I've been. I've been streaming here and there. Yeah. Um, I've been doing stuff with like, um, like slow roast and other. I've been like seeing that. that yeah. yeah, Serato. Yeah, Serato. Serato. Just yeah, yeah. Humble, humble brag. Humble yeah. brag. Just to say a few. You can, yeah. you, you can flex, you know, Spider. If you want to flex a little bit, you can flex a little bit. You that's, know, that's not like me. But... <laughs> <laughs> his nickname is his nickname is Flexeroni. Flexeroni. Oh, <laughs> so audio one. Uh, We've been talking about Twitch. There's all of these articles getting retweeted. Everyone's on Instagram talking about Twitch, saying it's about to be another shutdown like IG Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's basically game is over, grand opening, grand closing. Twitch is done. It lasted three weeks. The copyright infringement police have come. They're coming after Twitch users. Pause. It's a wrap. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Where are we standing? Because I know... You've been talking with Twitch. You've been one of the first motherfuckers on Twitch. Uh, and um, I want to know what's going on. I have some information about it, but I want you mm-hmm. to you know, to educate us a little bit on what's going on. Basically, uh, long story short, over the weekend, uh, news came out that uh, Universal Music Group uh, renegotiated their contract with uh, Amazon uh, Music, and Amazon owns Twitch. And one of the stipulations under that new renegotiation is that... Uh, um, Twitch is going to have to come down harder on uh, the DMCA copyright notifications, which is crazy because uh, a lot of uh, streamers, this really doesn't affect DJ so much as it does uh, gamers because they've been uh, running the platform for years. Right. A lot of streamers use uh, background music. You know, they use Spotify or whatever. And kind of crazy, like about a month or two ago, um, a lot of uh, Twitch uh, streamers were telling me that uh, they were doing like a beta program or like a beta testing for uh, some type of embedded Twitch player that was uh, like embedded with Spotify. And mm. I guess they were, I don't know if they were going to roll it out or not, but apparently they started uh, running the DMCA on a lot of channels. And apparently it was scooping up videos and video playbacks from the last one to three years. What's so DMCA? For- What's DMCA? What is that? DMCA is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Okay. Mm. So that's what they're using. That's what they're using as a, the way that they're going to come after. People. What is that? Like some Matrix shit? Like, what is that? <laughs> no, it's just like the digital, it sounds the like, digital Copyright Act. It just, it just governs copyright on digital platforms. I don't know. I'm trying to so, think visually. What is that? Like, so it's like an ASCAP? Yeah. For, um, the, the, no, no, version no, of ASCAP? It's, it's it, just a law. It's oh, just okay. a law. Okay. Right. I'm just visually thinking like they released the Sentinels out. You know what I mean? The DMCA. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay. So for DJs, it isn't such a problem, especially because most of us have only been streaming on the platform maybe one, two months at most. But uh, I mean, gamers DJ, and others. But DJs are like 1%, right? We're less than 1%. We're less, less than, than 1%, 1% of, the, sure. of yeah. the population. We ain't, we ain't shit. Like, no one's trying to come for DJs on Twitch right now. We're yeah, like right. the lowest common denominator. Right. But uh, you could imagine these gamers that have clips going back one to three years. I mean, one of the people that made the most noise about getting the, these notices was a gamer 
on she has 298,000 followers wow. on her Twitch. God damn. So for her, it's going to be hard for her to go back and remove these, uh, you know, uh, video replays, you know, because that's a lot of content. And the thing about Twitch is that, one, you can post content that you created, but then your fans that are watching live, um, they have a feature called Clips where you can actually, like, click a, clip a segment of something that's happening live and repost it. And that's where a lot of people are getting uh, hammered right now because um, a lot of times those happen to have uh, copyrighted music on them. Right. So right. it was never really about DJs, but then a few DJs went out there and, you know, they kind of uh, um, ra- raised raise some hell about it. And, you know, but, you know Wait, how it so is. So Audio One, do you think DJs are the one who brought attention to this thing, which in turn is fucking up the gamers? Who had a smooth ride until that point? <laughs> <laughs> uh, from, yeah, I, um, the reality is, speaking to uh, a lot of Twitchers that have been been on for years, they feel that when when the club DJs and just the regular DJs were on the platform, like just the the I guess you could call us small timers in a sense. Yeah, they weren't really tripping because there was only so many of us. But the moment they started seeing like Insomniac and uh, Jazzy Jeff. Z trip like the bigger names then it sort of became worrisome to them because they're like we've been a lot of the DJs that have been on the platform for years they're like yo we've just kind of been coasting gamers have been coasting and then all of a sudden there's all this like spotlight on it and um, come to find out that this is company Grace Note was hired by uh, um, Universal Music Group and Warner to keep an eye out on uh, on Twitch mm. and it just so happens that right now we've been under a quarantine Everybody's streaming. Everyone's using copyrighted content. Damn. It's kind of it's become the issue. Oh, well, I have a question. Um, I'm, you know, I play video games and stuff like that. I play 2K, Madden, all these good games, and they all kind of have, um, they have a hip hop kind of soundtrack in the back of it. So, mm-hmm. how would Twitch know if you're playing a video game that already has paid copyright music, or if you're DJing? You playing? That, you're playing games yeah. like you're playing games like DJ Hero. Or a rock mm-hmm. band, or a fucking guitar hero, whatever the fuck. Those, right. those are, those are, uh, those are games with music already. So how is one going to detect if you're playing a regular video game or someone's DJing? That's a great question, Jamie. Wow, that's Jamie. a great oh, question, definitely. Jamie. Yeah, I come out the trenches sometimes, boys. Jamie, Jamie has redeemed himself. <laughs> yeah, finally, it, it took three years. three years. It took three years. <laughs> three years. <laughs> Why are we waiting? <laughs> <laughs> no, that but- is actually a very good question, and actually that is something that a lot of people have been asking, a lot of the gamers, wow. especially uh, the, the big question was games like GTA yeah, that, that's that come with, with all copyrighted music that should have been covered by the creator of the video game, but then it becomes a question of if they're covered on that end, but I believe that they're not covered on somebody playing it and streaming it on the platform. So right now, Twitch is sort of, uh, I mean, from what I've been told and the people that i know at twitch it's just been a lot of havoc a lot of meetings they're just trying to mitigate the situation right now and they're trying to come up with a solution and i, I believe they're trying to work on a very similar licensing deal to uh, what mixcloud live has right now mm. but uh, mm-hmm. i mean the thing is right now we're talking about it this this uh, situation is so fluid that i believe by the time this comes out i mean the info is going to be outdated so yeah. every single day there's something different 
Um, Wait, don't know, don't don't ever talk about the podcast like that. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we are relevant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you say. Yeah, but so, uh, um, audio. Yeah, do it's, you uh, think it's definitely it's definitely interesting because you have a lot of people that think it's a rap, but then you have the uh, the new guy uh, Tracy Chan, the guy who's running the music department and Twitch. There's, he's basically telling people, don't even worry about it. It's all good. Anili is saying, it's all good right now, man. Let us just get through these legal things and we'll come up with a plan that works for everybody. Mm -hmm. But right now there's just no clarity on their end. Yeah. Um, and I can see how Mixcloud could take a advantage of the situation because they already have a licensing deal in place. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, but right, right now, right now they said, uh, I mean, from, from what I was reading that they're really only going after the videos after the broadcast, not right, the live right. broadcast. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's very interesting. I, think I, it, I, I mean, yeah. Is that, is that why they're taking down a lot, a lot of DJs taking down their videos after they post it on Twitch? The saved videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the mm -hmm. videos the, that the are saved. saved. Yeah, uh-huh. And then mm -hmm. take, get rid of it. So I think some of the misinformation that's been going on is that it's going to be like Instagram Live where they're just going to cut your live stream. And they're yeah, not, no, they're they're not, not going to... They're not cutting you off. DJs, no, they not. are not going to interrupt your live stream on Twitch. They are not going to fuck with your live stream. This not doesn't, this, this doesn't yeah. affect your live stream at all. All this mm -hmm. affects is the video when you save it. Mm -hmm. So when you're done right. with streaming, uh, Twitch gives you the option to save and post the video, right? Yeah. And download mm -hmm. the video. And well. that's the only thing that's subjugated to this uh, DMCA or whatever the fuck you call it, to the Sentinels attacking <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> and what we're waiting for is we're waiting for Neo to come over here. And just <laughs> Take the right pill. Mr. Uh, Smith. Are you, yeah. Mr. Smith. Are, you, are you getting him on the show? Who, Neo? Yeah. No, not yet. Is there any? Okay. Uh, you mean, I know. I know. There's a Matrix Four coming out. I know. Next week, I push Matrix. So there, there's got. So the best bet for DJs is basically go live, download your video, and then cut it up, chop it up, and make your own highlight video and put it up on your other social on media social media. Yeah, and push yeah. it like that. Yeah. That's the, the best the thing main, you can do. Mm -hmm. The main thing is uh, under your settings inside of Twitch. Um, Fuck. Uncheck the past uh, uh, past broadcasts and. Uh, disable clips so like when people are watching they are unable to actually clip with your because that's how a lot of people are getting caught up even i noticed it on my channel a few days ago mm -hmm. there was like 40 clips 40 different people had clipped different portions of when i was playing live like if there was a moment they were feeling there's that clip button and it highlights 30 seconds to a minute and i didn't realize that i'm like oh shit Delete, delete, delete. Like, oh, wow. I don't, I don't need them coming after me for that. So. Mm -hmm. You got to stop killing it so hard, my guy. I don't know. <laughs> stop playing some whack shit. <laughs> so what I also heard uh, was that if you have, if you uh, reach the tier of partner, because there's these different tiers, right? You can be an right, affiliate, affiliate partner. You can yep. earn to be, uh, you can be affiliate. Uh, you can be a partner. Basically, it mm -hmm. depends on how many days you stream, how many hours yeah. you stream, how many <laughs> followers like you have. Sounds like Scientology, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, so let me let me break this down. So if if you join Twitch, you want to reach affiliate, right? Which is basically mm -hmm. like a sergeant. So you want to have like fifty <laughs> followers. You got to stream seven days in a month. You have to yeah. have at least eight hours of streaming done in that one month, and an average of three viewers. So if you right. can't if you can't reach affiliate, you know you're a fucking crumb ass motherfucker basically. <laughs> yeah. uh, now if you want to reach partner, you have to hit 12 days in that month. You have to do 25 hours in that month, and you got to average mm -hmm. 75 viewers. But uh, Twitch still has to approve you for being a partner. I'm not sure how that works, right? That's Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they have to approve it. 
So once you reach partner or affiliate mm-hmm. and you have subscribers and you allow only subscribers to watch the videos, the saved mm-hmm. videos, mm-hmm. those aren't subjugated for takedowns. That's what I heard. Right. Yeah, so if you have subscribers and you have saved videos, you're safe. Mm-hmm. If only right. your subscribers can view the videos. Right. Okay. And so I think there's a lot of that misinformation going around. I don't think mm-hmm. this platform is dead. Uh, I've actually been seeing <laughs> Momo, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> this shit, yo, this shit sounds like a Scientology only fans. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Oh like, my god. You're gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get I think Momo should get on Twitch. What do you think about it? Yeah, yeah. I would kill it on Twitch. Momo would crush it. Murderous. Like I would have thousands of viewers. Momo, you would you would crush it. Nobody doing what I do on Twitch, you know. That, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yo, yeah. But yo can you audio? Can you tell me because I know certain DJs who have been going on Twitch, mm-hmm. and they're making bank. They're telling me they're even making more per stream than they did headlining in clubs. Mm. Uh, no, that's not happening. That's not happening with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that you're not you're not getting that. Some of them are making bank like that though. No, I mean like in in the first month that I was on, yeah, I probably I probably made a quarter of what I would normally make in a month. That's not bad. It's still something. Which is not, yeah. how do you get not bad. Uh, you could set up your bank account or PayPal. So it's tips. There's donations. No. 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 It's a. Uh, it's subscriptions like right like right now i'm a i'm a partner so at partner level it's twitch gets 50 percent, you get the rest mm. so and, and, what, and then you said the price for your subscription like only fans <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a good question i don't know man um i believe you can i know it starts at 4.99 for the tier one 9.99 for the second tier and 21.99 for vip whatever but i you know i'm not at that level you know right now it's more like that for me, it's more like let people enjoy the show, and if they enjoy the vibes, they can hit subscribe and they get the emotes and things like that. Mm. And, you know. I know I have a question. I think I'm gonna start a Twitch. I'm gonna start a Twitch and an OnlyFans and give them both the same show. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. like one stream and get get subscriptions from both sides. All right, I have a question regarding Twitch. To subscribe, I'm still learning this. You pay once a month, or is this like a one time payment? No, you pay once a month, and that that's through like whatever whatever uh, um, payment you select. So for me, like when I subscribe to people's channels, I use my PayPal, and I have it now. I have it set to on certain channels. I have it set to automatic. I'm just gonna automatically renew at the thirty day mark. So say if you I'm subscribed to like ten DJs, you paying like fifty dollars mm-hmm. a month. Yeah. Damn. God damn! That's wild. What it is. Yeah, man. Yeah. You better be entertaining, motherfuckers. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm about to get my money's worth. Yeah, shit. Yeah. People are gonna start cutting them subscriptions if you ain't doing some wild ass shit. You know what I mean? Yo, Audio yeah, One, can you break down? Can you break down the difference between affiliate and partner? Because a lot of people are confused over that. Um, the the main difference I see is that uh, with affiliate, you're basically splitting the money half and half. And when you reach partner, which is, you know, a higher tier, and that's a tier that, like, Scene and Vice and those guys, uh, HMC boys, they're all on that level. Yeah. Um, when you get to that level, you're now it's a 60 to 75% that you're earning versus earning 50%. Mm. And whatever, they also have these uh, incentives, apparently, where when you become a partner, they could... Uh, offer sponsorships through uh, corporate brands and things like that. Yeah. So that's why you, sometimes when you log on, you see these gamers and it's a bounty commercial. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you when you reach a certain level, they're they're trying to monetize you on a higher level. Of course, they they get a part of the you know the bread. Almost like YouTube, basically, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty much. You know, like I'm I'm steady working my way up. I mean, um, it says you need an average of seventy five. I'm at sixty six out of seventy five viewers. So um, little by little, (laughs) it's almost there. You know what I'm saying? Almost there. This is yo. This is a pimp game, yo. This is crazy. Yo, but... Momo's having his mind blow right now. Uh, Audio uh, one, when when do you get to see the high priestess? <laughs> <laughs> At what level? When, when, do you, when do you become cleared? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but you could get subscriptions at affiliate, right? Like at four ninety nine or what? Yeah, but you're only getting yes. half at that point. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. But if you reach yeah. partner, you're getting 75% of it. Right. Are they taking... Are they taking a but, portion of your tips? Because no, you can't the, get the, tips. The the Venmo, PayPal, all that stuff, they don't get any cut of the No, action. but what so about the tokens and all of that shit? Well, that's the yeah, so, so, so you get... Uh, so on Twitch, it's the bits that people... The donations that you get through bits, the subscriptions that people do, and then also um, people give away subscriptions too. Yeah. Like yeah. You've, you've noticed it in different channels. Like when HMC, HMC boys are on, like uh, five will get on there and... They'll give away twenty five. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, you get you get a portion of that too. So that's all crazy. of that combined is what you get every month. Mm. But, the, the, but on top, but on top of that, you could also have your PayPal, Cash App, uh, Venmo, and that's completely separate. That Twitch doesn't touch at all. But the so bits some, they take some of your bits. Bits is basically one cent. So when someone sends you fifty thousand bits, you know they're sending mm-hmm. you like five hundred dollars, right? Yeah, they will get two fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Also, oh, they'll get fifty percent of that. Yeah, that's a that's a hell of a yeah. That's yeah, that is some pimp shit, Mo. Yeah, that is some pimp shit, Mo. It, it, it is a, it is pimp yeah, shit, but but the, but the reality is, like, I didn't have to front any of the money for the platform, for the bandwidth, or anything. That's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, what I mean, it's it's sort of give and take. You know what I'm saying? But I have to buy these fucking webcams and all of this shit go around here. <laughs> I can do all of this Look shit. Look at this whole setup. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tax write-off for your business, man. Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, okay. No, but you're right. You're right. All right, cool. So we got some things cleared up about Twitch, right? Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm, no, a, I'm funny. very informative. Thank you very much. You know what? I'm I'm on Twitch and I don't even know half that shit. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's what we have audio one here, the spokesman. Yeah. Ross, you, Ross, you recently joined... When are we going to see some? I, I haven't done any streaming or anything like that. I just set up an account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to. Yeah, I've been kind of chilling on, on doing live streams. You know, we, we were doing home friends for a while and just with everything going on, it just doesn't feels like it's a good time to take a little break. And yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, same. Reassess yeah. things yeah. and, you know. Uh, That's actually a good point, Ross. Did the protests come right at the time that Instagram shut down DJs? I haven't really kept up on what's going on. On Instagram with DJs, are they still streaming? Most are out of of uh, Instagram by now. I mean, Most D, D, D Nice is still there. D Nice, D Nice is there. It's all D Nice now. D Nice, D Nice is grandfather. Yeah, Nice is grandfather. Off. Yeah, D Nice is there. Yeah. But is anybody else like yeah? Is this, MOS. This, he's still doing. He's yeah, doing both. MOS, I saw MOS on there last. He's doing night. Twitch. I still, and, um, IG. I still see DJs on there sometimes. A lot of a lot of people are doing both. Yeah. And also, I'm seeing a lot of the older DJs are still on Instagram Live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've grasped Fucking what the, Cool, cool the Herc is on IG now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout to Cool Herc. DJ Cool Herc. But, yeah. 
But they don't have to like DJ twice, right? Can you stream the same set to yeah. both? So a lot of people are having like uh, an iPhone set up with a tripod and then they have their webcam for the Twitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're streaming yeah. simultaneously. two things at once. Yeah. So if you wanted to do your OnlyFans and Twitch <laughs> simultaneously, <laughs> you're, you're gold. I can I can help Mom, you with that stuff. I can help. Moment thinking about it, he's like, damn. Yeah, just taking. I, I can't wait to get back to the Just States. take an article of clothing out, you know? <laughs> Yo, my OnlyFans subscribers are going to be so disappointed. <laughs> like, oh, it's just like his Instagram, man. I don't know. Maybe you can just point the camera at your feet, you know, while you're DJing. And you might you might yeah, get some bank over there. I heard oh my, the God. foot cam. I heard the foot. I heard the, the toe foot fetish. The fo- yeah, the foot fetish is out yeah, here. That's a big deal. Man. I heard the foot fetish thing is uh is out that's there. A big man. thing. Yeah. It's a big market these days. Sure. <laughs> Jamie knows all about that. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 easy. easy. <laughs> Look at Ross's face right now. He's like, what? A, what a <laughs> I was just thinking about Afrofeats. <laughs> Afrofeats. There's a concept. That's good. <laughs> Afrofeats. So it, it, it's crazy, man. There, there's still, believe it or not, even with everything happening, there's still room to grow. And, you know, there's a lot of uncharted territory, believe it or not, man. You know, like, um, it, I mean, it seems like R&B and hip, classic R&B and hip hop are like the big takeaway right now. You know, everyone's revisiting all the classic music. You don't see so many channels streaming newer music because it really isn't the time for that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But there's so many different areas. Like, I don't really see anybody doing Afrobeat or world music. Mm-hmm. I was th- I was talking to Jamie because Jamie he used to get on his Instagram and do like the drunk Mexican set. Like, there's none of that on Twitch at all. Yeah, you know, there's just this uncharted territory. There's there's barely anyone doing rare breaks or rare grooves or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, are there any even, Are there any Asians playing uh, hip hop in R and B? Yeah, so super sad. <laughs> Actually, no. I've seen it. Yeah, like Harlem, Harlem in um Japan. Yeah. They have a um Twitch. No, nah, I'm just saying. I feel like that's a flooded market. Seeing Asian DJs <laughs> playing hip hop. Like, of course you're gonna see Asian DJs playing hip hop oh, in R and B. Sorry, that's a definitely an oversaturated market right now. Yeah, no, no. But it's, it's definitely been a good like for me, man, and for a lot of DJs. It's been good being able to uh, revisit music without any restrictions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even last night, I I was a guest on Motown on Mondays, and that was just fun. Just like oh, yeah, the, was dope, the yeah. classic yeah. cuts, man. You know, just I like, missed your set, and I was I was meaning to do it, and then I fucking got caught up with dope. work. Yeah. It was dope. That was fun, man. I Great do show. think like the streaming DJs have a real advantage. Is that the next time I DJ, which may be next year, I'm going to be so rusty. Meanwhile, Audio One, you ran through all your crates. You know, mm-hmm. you got refamiliarized with Motown, with classics. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows how to play the new shit. You know, no one yeah. gets a cookie for that. Mm-hmm. But really what sets DJs apart is how they're able to, like, introduce other sounds mm-hmm. in a commercial set. Right. And, and I think the DJs that have been streaming nonstop, like, it, it's almost like they went to the gym every day, mm-hmm. you know? While some of us like fucking laying with their foot, in, their leg in a cast <laughs> in a hospital bed. Yeah, no, no calf you know, muscle uh, gone. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people are, are not not that they're against it, but like I don't I don't force I don't force people because I know a lot of DJs are like you gotta get on you gotta get on like you can't force people like you gotta be comfortable with it because there's a lot to it. I mean, for a lot of us, it's weird to DJ in a room with nobody watching you. We're so used to having hundreds of people in front of us and playing off a vibe here you're just looking at a at a webcam you know what i'm saying and and like for me like i have to tell myself 
just imagine there's 500 people here. Like, what vibe would you go with? You know what I'm saying? But also the interaction with the chat room, the people that are in there. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I was never an MC. I, I never MC'd in my life. Like, I've learned how to MC while doing this. So, it, it was for me, it was like, yo, let me pick up this mic and learn how to use it. You hey, know what yo. I'm saying? Pause, pause, I got you, my guy. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Okay, okay. You're good at mic work now. Nah. You've stepped up your Come mic work. Come on, take it easy. Take it easy. We get it. We get it. Yo, guys, I'm going to. I'm going to cut this off because, uh, you know, it's just too much of a good thing. So we're going to end this early. <laughs> we can never have too much of a good thing. But, yo, man, uh, yo, Audio One, thank you for coming through. Uh, Spider Tech, Ross One, MoMA, thank you for coming through. MoMA, hopefully I'll see you uh, on the West Coast very soon, right? You'll be coming to L.A. Uh, Inshallah. Allegedly. Yes, sir. And, uh, guys, thank you again. Appreciate and, uh, y'all, man. Yo, yeah, man. everyone, be safe and take care, man. Much love. All right, guys? Peace, Peace man. Peace. Uh, Peace. Thank you. Peace. And uh, before, Peace. You guys, before you guys log off, uh, Jamie, do you want to end this? If you want to watch this video alongside all our brand new videos that get released on Friday, youtube.com slash Roll Podcast. Make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe, you hit the notification bell to be the first to get the video. And and uh, before we uh, before we end this episode, I actually wanted to be, give a big shout out to everyone who checked us out on Twitch this past Sunday. That shit was mad fun. We got a little we got a little wrecked a little bit, but big shout out to um actually our intern Christian DJ uh, Ten Oreos. If you want to go follow him on Instagram, it's Ten Oreos. Um, yeah, we, we had him jump on and, and do a quick set on our Twitch, uh, this past Sunday and he fucking killed it, man. He fucking murdered it, you know, 20, 21 years young. Um, and we definitely going to have him, uh, come through and do another set, but, uh, yeah, come check us out, um, this Thursday, which would be tomorrow night. I think we're going to do another Twitch this Thursday and Sunday, uh, at 7 PM thursday and sunday and i think you know we actually might hop on i think the fellas might do some individual uh dj sets on friday and saturday i think that might be during the day though it might be around uh 12 p.m pacific you know but as far as road tv as far as like kind of the the mixed podcast thing we've been doing which is like a mix show podcasting um i think we're gonna do this thursday and sunday at 7 p.m pacific so if you want to come check us go to you know twitch tv uh, slash road podcast um and uh yeah we'll probably announce it the morning of or whatever and uh come check us man and uh big shot to dj city man we out peace